Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gann, along with my partner, Jack Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have the chance, go check out our website, JustSayingFootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at Just Saying, no G, WJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to get us in your ears on Spotify at Just Saying Football. Buddy, it was a tough week for both you and I. Tommy Cutlets is benched. Nick Mullins is benched. Vikings lost. Giants lost. But Christmas and the holidays were still nice in and of itself, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's uh, you know it's such a great holiday season, especially when you get to watch your teams lose. But I will say this: it was a good a good holiday season. I hope you had a good holiday season, Sean. I think the key really was you know we're two weeks left in the regular season. You know we got the NFC where we got a couple of teams that have clinched. You know the Niners, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. But on the AFC side, man, we got, you know, it's free range, open notion right now for whoever's going to make it into the playoffs. So, you know, the games we're getting into today, some crazy playoff implications, some not, but we're going to get into that as well. And uh, some storylines, you know, some crazy in and out storylines we've been getting, maybe a little Russell Wilson news uh, in this one. But start us off, Sean, how are we kicking it off today? We're going to start in our blow-off categories. We have the New England Patriots making their way to Buffalo to take on the Bills. The Bills are carrying this by minus 12 with an over-under here at 41 and a half. Now, I'm going to lock in Buffalo right off the bat. They have gotten hot at the right time. Uh, they're looking really good. And the Bills right now, they're on that bubble. It's, uh, if they don't win this game, they got the Texans, Bengals, and Steelers. The, just a, a game on them. It will basically ruin their opportunity to get into the playoffs. They're playing a team that they're very familiar with, that they know they can beat with the bad quarterback play coming from the New England uh, Patriots, and sort of like the inconsistent offense. So I'm going to lock in the Buffalo Bills right off the bat. I think they're going to win this one. Yeah, Bills, I mean, three straight. They're at home for this one, and the Patriots are out of it right now. Um, You know, Miami has, you know, right now clinched the division, and Buffalo, they're going to have a lot of scenarios for them to get into the playoffs, but they're going to have to win this game first and foremost for any of those scenarios to actually count. You know, give me them at home, no problem in this game. Um, you know, it's minus 12. Um, you know, we were talking before. I agree with you, Sean. I, I will I will take this. Um, I think Buffalo can really get it done. Patriots just don't have the output on offense for me to believe in them this week. Awesome. All right, let's move right along. We have the Carolina Panthers making their way to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Jacksonville's here is by minus seven with an over-under here of 38 and a half. Jacksonville just got shut out. And they're on a four-game skid. So this game against yeah. the Panthers comes at the right time for them. I'm locking in Jacksonville. Like I said, it's the right time. The Panthers don't have the best team. And they could be out here trying to play spoiler, get a better draft pick, and looking for the future. And that's a huge chance for that they might do this. We saw it a few weeks ago when they did this against the Falcons. But right now, I am going to lean with the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's a lot at stake in this AFC South. I think that they have the edge just barely at the moment. Yeah, right now they're 4-1 and one in the division, so they're just ahead, and now they're finally not having to play a division opponent this week. It feels like they've been ahead of the division, but still tied with Indianapolis and Houston. Um, but right now they winning this game, like you said, this is a great time for this matchup and for them to kind of get right before the playoffs after getting shut out. So, you know, give me the Jacksonville Jaguars, but um, I, I will take the, the Carolina plus 7. I, I do believe, like you said, it will be close. So, yeah, Jacksonville, luckily, luckily they have a good matchup this week. I like that one as well. We'll definitely hit that one. All right, and moving on to the game of the birds. We have the Arizona Cardinals making their way to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. The Eagles are favoring this one minus 10.5, over under here of 48. Eagles can clinch an NFC title win if the Cardinals win and the Cowboys lost or tie to the Lions. 
or they can also clinch with the tie plus a Cowboys loss. How are you feeling in this one? I'm locking in the Eagles. I just don't think that the Cardinals are going to have enough offensively or defensively to slow things down uh, in this one. Yeah, give me Philly, no problem. Uh, the Cardinals definitely right now, um, you know, not a team that you can see get you know getting too excited about. You know, obviously they took on the Bears last week, not what I expected. I thought, you know, that they were going to pull out that game. Uh, but give me Philly. I mean, this is the time where they're going to start getting hot. They're at home, um, you know, NFC matchup. Um, the ten and a half, I'll, I'll take that as well. I think if they do win this game, they're you know just it's just going to be all them all day. Yep, couldn't agree with you more. All right, let's move this right along. When the San Francisco 49ers made their way to Washington to take on the Commanders, 49ers are favoring this by 13 and a half, over under here of 48 and a half. Now, obviously, they're coming off of a brutal loss to the Ravens where they had four turnovers from their quarterback. And at the yeah. time, MVP favorite Brock Purdy. Um, I am going to lock in the 49ers. I think last week was a huge wake-up call to them as a whole team, and what they saw was – what is another best defense in the NFL and what it can do. And the 49ers in the first half defensively were playing great. They just sort of slipped away from them. I think this is a good get-right game. We've kind of seen this happen already with Jacksonville going up against the Panthers or and, yeah, and the Bills going up against the Patriots where it's like now you get to kind of bounce back uh, on a game like this one. So I'm going to lock them in. I think they're going to absolutely dominate. Sam Howell might be yeah. benched as well, so like Jacoby Brissett, but that offensive line is struggling. Chase Young getting up, getting to go against his former team. I expect him to have a two-sack game. This is going to be a good one for the 49ers as they look to make a huge playoff run. Yeah, you know, you said it. Chase Young coming back to Washington, that's exciting. You know, now he's got Nick Bosa coming with him. Um, 49ers defense is, you know, definitely going to be ready to go. You know, last week, they, you know, that obviously had to have lit a fire under them, knowing that the Ravens, you know, everyone's always talking about the Niners defense being so star studded. And the Ravens defense is a little underappreciated for, you know, being the best in the league right now. But, you know, four interceptions from Purdy, not going to cut it. He needs to clean that up, especially, you know, once you get through these last two weeks of the regular season, you are dealing with the best of the best. And you're only dealing with that. And you're going to be dealing with it in the tougher scenarios. Um, you know, things have been easy for the Niners all season. We haven't really had to see them get hit in the mouth and have to kind of recover from that. We saw them on a skid a little bit, but, you know, it seemed like, you know, they really need this in December is my point. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is 13 and a half. They're very much capable of showing out with all the weapons they have. We talk about it weekly, uh, just the potential of this offense to score 30 points a week. And, um, you know, I think they do that this week, no problem. Yep. All right. Absolutely. Let's move us into our meh categories. We have the Atlanta Falcons making their way to Chicago to take on the Bears. Chicago serving this by minus three over under here, 42 and a half. Uh, Atlanta's not out of the playoffs yet, but they need to win to stay relevant. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, they, you know, if they if they win this, they can kick the Bears out of the playoff race. If they lose this, it definitely doesn't bode well for them having to go uh, as they're, you know, kind of a game and a half behind Tampa Bay right now. They kind of need to win and have Tampa lose. Um, but I will say I'm liking the Falcons on the weirdest way this week. I like the Falcons because they have annoyed me all season into realizing that when I don't believe in them, they're going to have those boom games. And I think that Chicago is a favorable enough matchup that I wouldn't say I can trust the Atlanta offense, but I like the potential a lot more than I would against a lot other matchups. So I will take Atlanta. I think that the last two weeks they really want to, you know, kind of, you know, show out Arthur Smith. You know, I've heard reports that he is going to get fired. I've heard reports that he's not. Depends on how he does in the last two weeks. So they got to win. I think that knowing that, there's a lot of factors. 
The Bears haven't really been exciting me as much as I, you know, helped earlier in the season. But, you know, give me Atlanta to oppose you for this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears for sure. I just think that the way that Fields and the defense is playing is going to be just enough. It's still not pretty from Fields, but his legs provide enough for this team mm-hmm. to keep moving the ball downfield and get wins uh, like they did last week. The Bears have a, t- a top-tier run defense right now in the NFL. You mentioned a few weeks ago they were first mm-hmm. place at the time. I think they might have dropped more to, like, fourth now, but that's still solid. And that's yeah. what the Falcons are going to try to do, and that's what they do the best. Uh, I don't see Ritter being around for the future. And these are both teams that could potentially um, be looking for new quarterbacks come next season. Yeah. I've also seen a lot of reports about Justin Fields getting traded to Atlanta and things like this. So this is a Fields potential addition to uh, Atlanta for the future. You never know. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Bears, and I like them at home, obviously. I think that cold weather is going to really help them out. They're used to that up there. Atlanta playing in the Dome. Yeah. Um, south. It's not going to be used to that. So let's yeah, I mean through. that's true. I didn't take. The, I was going to say I didn't mean to kick off. The weather is a factor of something I did not account for, but I will it's say that season. is something we got to start. You know, you don't account for it as much, and you know the as much as the teams on the field. But wow, I mean, yeah, that is definitely going to be a factor. That's going to be a closer game than I expect. Yeah, all right. Let's move this right along to an AFC South showdown when the Tennessee Titans make their way to Houston to take on the Texans. Houston favorites by minus three and a half over under here of forty two and a half. Uh, both teams are uh, getting some positive news from the quarterbacks as both rookie quarterbacks, Will Levis and CJ Stroud, look to be uh, playing in this one. So how are you feeling about this one? Yeah, I mean, you got it. You got to kind of, you know, treat this on Houston's side as like a playoff scenario. You know, they, as I've been mentioning, there's kind of a triangle of three, peel, three teams out of the four kind of tied together for the AFC South. Now, Tennessee is not one of those three. So they are eliminated. But, you know, if Houston loses this game, it could be detrimental to how their playoff outlook could happen. They need to win it. Um, they have not been um, great on the road, but they've been great at home this year. So they're at home in this. Give me C.J. Stroud if he's healthy in this one. No problem. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm also going to lock in the Texans and C.J. Stroud. We've seen what they've been able to do without him. And it has been pretty, but the defense has proven enough. The offense has been able to move the ball well enough under yeah. Chase Keenum, yeah. Minnesota Viking legend. Uh, but I do think that with C.J. Stroud back, it just adds so much more. What they're, what they're missing and what's going to end up killing them if they make the playoffs this season is not having Tank Dell, not having their guy out there, not having C.J. Stroud's number one target out there. So Dalton Schultz, these guys, uh, Nico Collins, they all got to start picking up some of the slack and, and really, really stepping up right now. And this will be a good game to do so against against a divisional opponent in the game that becomes so crucial to your potential mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. Because if you lose this one, you know, that, that AFC South, which – Jaguars eight and seven, Colts at eight and seven, Texas at eight and seven. I think Tennessee Titans are seven and nine. That yeah. loss could completely shake up everything once again. So Texans have a lot to play for. They're at home. Let's see them get the win and let's show why uh, CJ Stroud is for sure the offensive rookie of the year despite the injury that he just had. Oh, yeah. And let's move this on into our next game. So the Las Vegas Raiders make their way to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts Ravens by minus three with an over under here of 44 and a half. Now, I, I just got to say one thing about the Raiders. I've never seen a team with a losing record smoke more cigars, have more of a vibe, and should go back to Oakland instead of stay where they currently are, okay? Uh, hire Antonio Pierce. I love the Black uh, Air Force one yeah. vibe that he bring into this team. <laughs> they played yeah. great defensively against the Kansas City team, horrendously offensively against the Kansas City team. They're going to be looking for a quarterback. <laughs> All that said and done, though, I am going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. I just think that they're a better overall team. <laughs> <laughs> and not completing a pass since the first quarter is not a statistic that you want to hear this late in the playoffs. 
or not no. the playoffs, this late in the season leading into the playoffs. It's just not something you want to hear. And the Colts have a lot to play for. Yeah, the Colts right now, you know, they are in that, you know, race and they have to do it. The Raiders are, you know, not eliminated from playoff contention. They're seven and eight, but at the end of the day, it's it's not looking great for them compared to what it could be for Indianapolis. Um, you know, they're still looking at this as they can win the division with Gardner Minshew and Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, Michael Pittman should be at more of 100% this week after missing uh, last game after taking that hit. Um, you know, Jacob is also out last week for, um, you know, the Raiders. You know, they didn't really need any offensive, you know, players when you get Mahomes to turn the ball over twice. Um, that's just how it's going to go. Um, you're going to get two defensive touchdowns and you're going to be able to win the game and ruin uh, Taylor Swift's Christmas. So thanks for the Raiders for doing that. Uh, um, you know, thanks for ruining, you know, everybody's good time. But I got to tell you one thing. The Indianapolis Colts have been saying for weeks they are better than people think. They're not a sexy team to vote for or root for, but they really do have ways of winning these games, especially late in the game if they're tied. Um, I will say I like the under of 44. I don't expect a lot of output from the Raiders' offense, and I think Indianapolis is a little bit cleaner than how Kansas City's been playing this year. Um, so give me Indianapolis at home, no problem. All right, let's keep it moving along to the Los Angeles Rams making their way to New York to take on your Giants. Rams are favoring this by minus six, over on here, 42. Uh, Giants, they benched uh, Tom McCulloch. They're going to go with Tyrod Taylor this week. Why don't you break this down for us a little bit? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people were asking me about this, about, you know, how I feel about what Tommy DeVito brings versus what Tyrod Taylor brings. And I said something simple that a lot of people are forgetting is Tyrod Taylor is a veteran in the league over 10 years. He has started for teams. He has went to the playoffs. He knows how to run an offense. You know, he's been on this team for the last two years. Um, the reason Tommy went in was really because this was an emergency situation as Daniel got hurt and, you know, we, you know, we had a lot of situations. But this is a very tough matchup to ask of Tyrod to be able to go in and, you know, you're at home against L.A., who has been one of the hottest teams. I will say, like Sean mentioned with the Chicago game, you got a team that plays inside, in L.A., in California, and they got to go to MetLife. Sure, I expect less points, but it is going to be interesting if the Giants' defense is going to be able to show a little bit what they showed last week against Philadelphia, which was a better performance, you know, the Giants' offensive woes be damned. I'll tell you, that defense, man, is no joke. And, you know, if we can shut down Stafford a little bit, I like that. But I, I, if the Rams win, I like the spread. If you're taking the Rams to win, go take the money line. If you're taking the spread, go take the spread. But genuinely, I think if you're looking at the Giants, their defense could make one or two things to keep the game close. Um, but the Rams, they need to keep their playoff hopes alive. That's just the bottom line for them. So I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah, I like the over here on 42. I'm also going to go with the Rams. I'm just a little bit concerned with the uh, with just how the Rams are playing right now going mm -hmm. into New York. Not concerned about it. Just like they're on this hot streak. I think that they're probably one of the more scary eight and seven teams when you look yeah. at the big picture of the playoffs. Like one of those guys, one of those teams you don't really want to see if you don't have to. The way the Puka and Cooper Cup have just meshed in this offense together yeah. so well. Obviously, Cooper having success in this for the long term and their defense has stepped up. And that's something that yeah. should really, really begin to worry teams is when Aaron Donald gets going, this entire defense gets going and that's, what's been happening. So for me, I'm looking at this game. I think the Rams are going to win. I think that the over here, it's going to come because the defenses are going to end up not playing as well as you would hope. Like you saying, it's mm -hmm. a cold game. It's always a little bit weird when you play indoors as we were talking about a little bit ago, but yeah. Aaron Donald messing up the interior of this giants uh, offensive line is a very real thing to me. So power Taylor, I expect to be running around a lot. Yeah. But I do like Tyler Taylor rushing yards over from Shondi. That's a freebie. 
<laughs> I'd even taken any time touchdown with him. Uh, and something to keep in mind, the, the Rams play the 49ers to end week 18. So they got to get what many consider like an easy win against the Giants because they got to <laughs> set themselves up as best as they can going up against this 49ers team, which is also going to be on the road. Uh, so be in San Francisco. There's going to be a lot at stake in week 18 as well for some of these teams. So keep that in mind. Let's move this right along with an NFC South showdown. When the New Orleans Saints make their way to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Buccaneers hurting this by minus three over under here of 42. Uh, a win for the Saints who are just a game back in the standings would completely shake up the NFC South oh, yeah. uh, standings. All right. It would be a freaking dumpster fire if they begin to do that. Because you have the Buccaneers at eight and seven, the Falcons at seven, eight, and the Saints at seven and eight. What are your thoughts about this one? Yeah, no, you know, you, we had opposed each other on the Atlanta game, and I was saying, you know, Atlanta could really throw a wrench in this, but New Orleans beating Tampa, um, you know, they lose to Tampa. Tampa, it gives them a really nice edge, whether Atlanta wins or not. But Tampa Bay losing here to New Orleans, like you said, would shake up so much. I mean, this division has been such a headache for us to follow the whole year. You know, who's going to win it? Who's going to have to host that four-seed playoff game? Um, but give me Tampa Bay, though. I'm going to tell you, they. I, I was texting Chauncey all weekend when I'm watching the Tampa game, and I said, Baker Mayfield is just gunning for a deal. He low-key signed that one-year prove-it deal, and he is proving it. Unlike a lot of guys who do sign those deals nowadays, doing the one year, they don't always find the best fit. He stepped into this offense, and you got Evans and White and Godwin and Kate Odden, and everything is really working. They're going to be able to build on this for a while. I do think looking at this week, though, I, I love what Baker can do. Um, you know, they, they really do need this divisional win against the Saints if they want to be taken seriously, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, the Buccaneers did beat up on them earlier in the season, 26-9. to It was a big victory for them. And there's a very real possibility to do this again. I'm just going to go with the Saints to oppose you, and I think that they're going to be, like, just make this NFC South even more interesting as we head into yeah. Week 18. If there's a game, there's a time for Derek Carr to prove himself and a time for Dennis Allen to prove himself, it's going to be now. Because <laughs> if not, I think that people are going to start to look at that head coaching spot and say, Get out of here, man. All right. Yeah. Doesn't sound last two like you know what I mean? It'll just end up being no, one of those things. So they're like, you're a nice guy, but it's been it's been a pretty tough ride as <laughs> the coach. We gotta yeah. let you go. <laughs> and, and you and the Derek Carr thing didn't work out all too well. But let's keep this moving along. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers making their way to Seattle, taking on the Seahawks. Seahawks turning this by minus three and a half over on here at 41 and a half. Steelers put together a great win last week and they're hoping to carry the momentum. What are you thinking about this one? Man, I'm like, where you know, Mason Rudolph, we've been joking, you know, we've only heard that name as a, you know, he is just going from the third string to the fourth string on this team. And they stepped him in last week. He had a great game. Uh, George Pickens, you're looking like Randy Moss, you know, Sean was saying the other day, it's just unreal that we, you know, you know, we see these players bounce back from, you know, some of these adversity criticism. People are saying, oh, George Pickens, he has low effort. Uh, I, you know, if you watch that game last week, he puts effort into his work. He's a craftsman. Um, he just didn't want to get hurt on blocking touchdown. Debatable. I, I don't know. However, this is an interesting game. Two teams, you know, a little Super Bowl, uh, you know, 2005 Super Bowl rematch. I'm looking at, uh, you know, you're in Seattle. You got two teams that are kind of on the fringe of, you know, could be playoff teams this year or could be eliminated from the playoffs. Um, just the last couple weeks have been a little shaky for them with the quarterbacks changes. Um, give me Seattle in this one. I think whether it's Drew Locke or whether it is Geno, I will go 
uh, with the fact that they're at home in December. It's a very tough place to play. Pittsburgh's got to travel. And, you know, Mason Rudolph, um, you know, I'm not even questioning it, but whether it was a flash in the pan last week is I feel like we knew it was because we didn't expect it. But um, let's see. If you can take on Seattle, a little favorable defense more than the defense you have, um, but I, I like the I like the matchup here. DK Metcalf, you know, he, his over is probably going to hit in this game, no problem. And you know, Kenneth Walker, I think this is time for you know him in December to start getting like 20, 25 carries. All right, I like that. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh though, just to oppose you. I think that they needed the game last week. They kind of got everything back on track. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin is a great coach. Um, I think that he's a better coach than Pete Carroll for what he's done over the over the many seasons as a mm-hmm. head coach. Um, We've seen them struggle this entire season, not winning games when they're getting completely beaten in every single category on the opposing offenses uh, and things like this. And I think that speaks to what he's able to do as a, as a head coach and how he rallies his team. We saw it last week after following the media, everybody was talking about Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Everybody's talking about his entire team. What do they do? Mm -hmm. They go out there, they put up the most points we've seen them all season. They have their best offensive performance, one of the better defensive performances that they've had. And they get to play a Seattle team that despite great play from Drew Locke a few weeks ago against Philly uh, and and mediocre play at times from Geno Smith, it's been overall inconsistent. Uh, They're not putting up points with it. They were last season at times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their defense has not looked the same necessarily, despite Devin Witherspoon's looking like the uh, defensive rookie of the year and things like this. I just think that the Steelers team is going to do enough and make the big plays when they're going to need to. If there's a guy that's going to get an interception, I'm looking at Mika Fitzpatrick. If there's a guy that's going to get the sack, I'm looking at TJ Watt. Cameron Hayward, obviously, back in, in the mix has now really changed this team. So I'm liking the Steelers in this one. Uh, and I think it's going to really upset a lot of Seattle fans out there, which I'm sorry about. But let's move this into one game that I don't really want to talk about whatsoever uh, outside of the big news that's happening. So we have the Los Angeles Chargers make their way to Denver to take on the Broncos. I'm locking in the Broncos. I believe you are too. Denver's benching yeah. Russell Wilson. Uh, they six and three in their last nine games. I've heard rumors that they've requested that he remove his injury designations in his contract uh, so that they can make money, which I, I've never heard about. And that's something that we're going to get, we got to get more into yeah. at some point in the offseason as more information begins to, to come out in the coming weeks. But there, there's just a lot going on here with Denver, and I don't really like how it's going down. Um, I'm going to go with them because I just think that Easton stick has been far worse and this Chargers team has just been so much worse. Yeah. Uh, but man, Denver right now, it's, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not a Broncos fan. I'm yeah. Not it's, yeah. Uh, not riding that. No. And the ride, it seems like the ride is, is completely over despite the fact that somehow me and Shanzi are picking them and Vegas has them favored by five and a half. Nothing makes sense, but I will say the like defense. the Chargers, it's the defense, it's the defense. And the weather. And, and they have no other. You're sitting there. I mean, that's why you got the 38 and a half, and you know, you're messing around with two backup quarterbacks. I will say the Wilson thing, like Sean said, that is definitely someone to look at in the offseason. I mean, you trade two first round picks for the guy and a bunch of players, and then all of a sudden here you are, and you are putting yourself in a financial, you know, you put yourself in a financial strain. We've seen the Saints do it for probably the last 15 years somehow continuously do it. Um, it's a tough place to put your team in, and um, especially after losing all your draft picks. Not great, but let's move on. We don't got to talk specifically about this game. Not a lot of excitement. Probably one of the more low-scoring ones all the week. Um, but a little Corlin Sutton touchdown never hurt nobody. Just remember that. Yeah, I think, <laughs> and I think Javante Williams, that's a, that's a comfortable start this, this week if you got him. 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> Move this right along. An AFC championship rematch from the Cincinnati Bengals made the way to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Chiefs for this by minus seven over under here, 44 and a half. Now, let's be honest here, guys. Chiefs offense doesn't look the same. Doesn't look pretty. They don't have it. Don't know what's going on there. Their defense, however, is absolutely fantastic. I mean, they are yep. making, they are doing everything right, and their offense is not helping them. Seeing Kelsey slam his helmet. We're seeing Reed bump into him, saying, what you're doing? Don't give him back his helmet. These things are going on right now, and this is not the same Chiefs team that we have gotten to know the last mm-hmm. six, seven years. Uh, even longer, arguably, under the Andy Reed era, just specifically with the Mahomes era. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about this one? So, I mean, you know, like you mentioned, it's it's very interesting how how the identity has shifted for the Chiefs into a defensive team that has one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, it's really interesting, too, that, you know, it would have been a great matchup here to see, like, Joe Burrow in this game as well. Um, but Jake Browning has been fine. I think this is definitely not a favorable matchup for KC, especially if Jamar Chase plays. I do expect him to play, but he has been shaky not practicing this week after missing with the shoulder. So that could be a huge boost for Kansas City. I'm taking them at home. Um, I think they need to get right as if they win this game, they clinch the AFC West title, and they kind of need, you know, a loss by Broncos or the Raiders. So we really, you know, could see this um, happen where, you know, the Chiefs could clinch the division, you know, this week, and it's really just because their division sucks. So we need to understand that as well. But at home, hard to bet against Kansas City in December. Um, I feel like they're just going to have to get it right, and I hope I hope Pacheco is fully good to go next week. Yeah, you know, I think that the Raiders – well, pardon me. I think that the Raiders team last week, they had a little bit more to play for, and this is mm-hmm. – you know, the Bengals have a lot to play for, and obviously they don't – obviously they still remember the AFC Championship game and all these different moments in the playoffs that they've had recently. Um but to me, I just think that Kansas City, they, they can't lose at home. There's a lot at stake, a lot going on since what's happened last week. I expect a big game from Rasheed Rice to step up. Hopefully Pacheco's in this one. Uh, Chase is going through walkthroughs with the team currently, which is great news for the Bengals. But I do trust the Chiefs' defense right now. Uh, with what we saw last week against the Raiders, again, sticks completed passes in the first quarter, none in the remainder of the game. That's really, really impressive. That is not yeah. something that's easy to do, regardless of the team that you're playing, regardless of whether it's a rookie or a 20-year veteran. You know, these things are just not easy to do. And this and this Chiefs team is stepping up. So I think that they can be the difference maker in this one. Mm-hmm. All I want to see from Kansas City's offense is not making the mistakes that we saw last week. I mean, there were so many miscommunications, so many miscues, sacks, just bad offensive line play. They got to clean it up because, you know, like you said, they win this week, they get a few losses, they're in the playoffs. They got to get ready or else it's going to be a long, 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 long yeah. one game for them potentially. But let's move this in to our last game in the Mac category. And actually, we'll end up being our last game of the week. And there's no Monday night football game uh, yeah. in week 17. Uh, so this is our Sunday night football match when the Green Bay Packers make their way to Minnesota to take on my Vikings. Minnesota's favorite in this one by minus two over under here of 46. Um so I'm just gonna go with the Vikings, and I'm gonna, I just want to say that, and then I'll let Jack, and I'll let Jack talk, and then I'll give my like little speech about them. Yeah, um, no, I mean I'm I'm gonna go with the Packers. Uh, obviously, we were talking about it off camera. Uh, Jair Alexander, franchise cornerback, is suspended because he went out on the field, uh, acted like he was a captain, and accidentally deferred the coin toss. Accidentally, I can't believe that's a real thing. I thought it was a joke when I read it, but here we are. And uh, his reaction was even funnier if you go check it out. However, Green Bay. 
they have been playing in these divisional games pretty well. They have been fighting back. And I think Minnesota, um, you know, Jordan Love especially, you know, we've been talking about how the whole season is essentially an audition for him to get his stuff right. So what I'm looking at here essentially is going to be, you know, if you guys can keep the defense to shut him down, I see that. But if Aaron Jones is back, this is going to be a big game for them. Um, like You just got to give me the Packers with that. Jaden Reed's coming back. Even though I liked what I saw, I don't know if I trust Jaron Hall to get the win, essentially. I think he'll have a good game, but I don't know if I trust him for the win. Yeah, if, if, you know, at the very beginning of this, we mentioned Jaron Hall got the start. Now, if anybody paid attention to the Minnesota Vikings, probably not. It's fair. Um, yesterday, JJ did come out to the press and said, I feel like Jaron is definitely a great quarterback. He definitely has some potential to spark this offense up if we put him out there to play. But we have confidence in whoever. Clearly, he was foreshadowing the news that has happened about an hour ago mm -hmm. that Jaron Hall is going to be starting. We saw one really great opening drive that ended in a concussion. Yeah. And then it was the Josh Dobbs show, mm -hmm. um, which people loved for two weeks and hated for two weeks. And now no one talks about Um so, what a ride football seasons are. <laughs> it, it is. It's been and it's been a tough one for the Vikings. Injuries are plenty. Now we don't have TJ Hawkinson with a torn ACL and PCL. We won't be getting him back until next week. But I'm I am going to the Vikings. I just think that our defense is playing just fantastic football. I'm really proud of what we were able to do from last season to this season. Give Kevin mm -hmm. O'Connell a pay raise. Give Brian Flores a pay raise because I don't want him to go anywhere to a new head coaching job. But I do like the no Jair Alexander in this one. I think it could be a huge game for Justin Jefferson, especially if they have Jordan Addison in the mix. You know, their offense can move the ball pretty well. Ty Chandler has been a huge boost compared to Alexander Madison, who I, who as much as I love Alexander Madison, I, I never thought that he was our true running back one. So I like mm -hmm. that. I do think our defense is going to get it. We're two and five at home, which is really embarrassing because it's considered one of the harder places to play and the fan base and the skull channel, all these different things. So let's get us third one on the season because next week we've got to go to Detroit. Going to be an away game. We need some sort of momentum. You know, you don't want to not go into the playoffs despite maybe having a good draft pick, which I don't mind. But I, I'll go Minnesota on this one. I think we're going to get the win at home. Um, but yeah, not not a ton no. of confidence with it. I once would. All right, let's keep us moving on to our games of the weeks. So we have two really great ones. Our first one is the Detroit Lions making their way to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Dallas is favored in this one by minus five and a half, over under here at 53 and a half. Um, Lions have won the NFC North for the first time since 1993, which pains me to say so much uh, because I really thought that we were going to win last week. But it happens. It's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, how are you feeling about this one? This is definitely, I uh, like the 53.5. I mean, that is going to be, you know, just shows going to be a great game. We kind of saw that last week with, you know, the Dolphins and the Cowboys as well as with we had seen, you know, in a bunch of primetime games last year, uh, last week. You know, right now the Lions, people are saying things like, oh, they don't have a lot to play for. They are playing for the highest seed possible. They want home field advantage at the playoffs. And the Cowboys right now, they're doing the same thing. So this is going to be treated kind of like a playoff game this weekend. Both teams have already clinched, but they got to play each other. It could be a preview of one of the rounds we're going to see in the next few weeks. But Dallas favored by five and a half. It's very interesting to me, but I'm going to tell everybody out there right now, I'm taking the Lions. Amon Ross, St. Brown, Gibbs, Laporta, whoever you got in fantasy start this week. I do think the Dallas defense is good. But the offensive line of the Lions is so good that a defense like the Dallas Cowboys does not scare me. I am taking the Lions, no problem in this game. If Dallas wins, fine. They're a great team. They've had boom games, but 
this is going to be a really, really fun game this weekend. Yeah, definitely a good one. This one will be played on Saturday. I'm just going to go with the Cowboys to oppose you. I also think I've gone from the last two weeks and they've lost, so maybe I can make it three for three, help out all the Giants and Eagles and Washington fans out there, and just overall Cowboy haters. Uh, you're welcome if I'm able to go 0 for 3 with them uh, three weeks in a row and they get three straight losses. But I, I do like the Cowboys offense. C.D. Lamb was my favorite wide receiver coming into the draft in 2020, and I actually wasn't a huge Justin Jefferson fan as Jack was. Uh, Justin Jefferson is my fifth. C.D. Lamb is my first wide receiver on the board. I'm really happy that we're seeing what we're seeing from C.D. Lamb this season, potentially breaking some Cowboys records. Uh, right now he's broken a few as, as it stood from Des Bryant. I just think it's been fantastic. I love what we're seeing from Jake Ferguson. The Lions secondary is their Achilles heel. When yeah. you're, I mean, at the end of the day, Nick Mullins had four turnovers last week, and they were still in a one-score game with the Lions. And that speaks volumes to what uh, their secondary can do and cannot do. They're giving up a lot of yards, and the Cowboys have been able to capitalize. What I really just want to see from the Cowboys more than anything is Tony Pollard needs to step up. Him, I don't know if anyone saw the rushing touchdown that he didn't get, he had if he just took the angle wide, it was a good clear cut touchdown. I'm yeah. not sure why he cut in, but he did, and it well, was a Trent Richardson move. And exactly, and as that had happened, the worst part is, is that in the Patriots game, and I'm sure everybody saw this video. Zeke's jumping over defenders for touchdown. It's just you're you know you begin to wonder. You know, I thought it was a smart move. What kind of player is really best for the Cowboys and what they're trying yeah. to do for sure? So I just want to see Tony Pollard get in the end zone, just prove something for it. But I'll go with the Cowboys. All right, let's move this right along. We have a huge AFC uh, showdown in this one when the Miami Dolphins made their way to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Baltimore is favored in this one, minus three and a half, and over under here at 47. The Baltimore is coming off of a huge win against the San Francisco 49ers in what looked huge. like a potential Super Bowl matchup. Now we're coming in. This could be a potential AFC matchup because there's huge playoff implications. Miami's 11 and four, Baltimore is 12 and three. So a win with this one will keep them at the same record, but. We'll have the tiebreaker over them for Miami. Now, if Baltimore wins this, it gives them a two-game lead and a tiebreaker should they drop the next one. Well, actually, they'll just win it first outright anyway. Yeah. So there's a lot going on here, and I'm locking in Baltimore. I like that. I'll take Baltimore at home. I'll ride with you on that. I think Miami is great. I think we saw them face adversity last week and really come out of nowhere, come at the end, and win it. Um, they won't have Jalen Waddle in this one, too. So, you know, you take away Tyree Kill, usually you go to Waddle. I think that, you know, then you lean on Moser, right? You go to the running backs. Baltimore has the best defense right now. Something like that shuts down a team. How many times have we seen it in January or even in the Super Bowl where a high-powered offense meets one of the better defenses in the league? And as long as you have a better defense, you're able to do it. So give me Baltimore at home. Lamar Jackson right now, I think if you're, you know, if you're not considering MVP. him as MVP, why not? You know, he's gotta be. He's got he yes, he has the best defense, whatever, but he's doing what he's doing with all the injuries they've sustained, without his best weapon in Mark Andrews, without J.K. Dobbins. I think that. What he's been and able he's to do with there. And he's running less. He's throwing great. Give me Baltimore, man. Let's let's take it. Let's ride this one together. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I just think for me, it just comes down to the defenses. You know, yeah. Miami with the you know, Miami does have a solid defense that have been playing much better since Jalen Ramsey came in the full. But what Baltimore did last week against the 49ers that scheme so well that have all these all pro players that we talk about week in and week out for their offense and their defense to play such complimentary football and so consistently top down. I, there's nothing stopping Baltimore, I think, from winning a Super Bowl. My only concern with first-place teams is that bye week sometimes can slow your momentum down. 
So mm-hmm. I am curious to see how one happens once we get more into the playoffs as they go for this. But man, I, if I'm I'm I put some money on Baltimore to win the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> they're playing football. Lamar Jackson, I think we'll win the MVP unless anything crazy happens this week. But that's all the time that we have. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I'm in three fantasy football championships, so good luck to everyone else that are out there. I'm in two yeah. other ones. It's just been brutal. Uh, so I'm in none, and I'm still in five leagues. So I'm just wishing Sean's good luck. I'm just wishing Sean good luck. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I needed it right now. But uh, that's all the time I have. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you guys for always listening. I hope you guys had a good Christmas. Happy New Year to all. Enjoy these last two weeks before the playoffs. Make everything crazy. Always YouTube just saying football. Spotify just saying football. Get us in your ears. And just saying with no G, WJS on Instagram for all your video article updates. Thank you guys, and have a great day. Happy New Year.